easy to gauge improvement. It's easy to gauge, amen, where you were last year compared to this year. And so I want to minister tonight on Don't Blame Delilah. Sermon tonight out of Judges 16, and it's my hope that men and women will find some revelation in this that they can impart to their own life. Judges 16, verse 18. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up, for he has told me his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her, brought the money in their hands, and she made him sleep on her knees. And she called the man and he, and had him shave the seven locks off his head. Then he began to torment, then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. And the Philistines seized upon him and gouged out his eyes, brought him down to Gaza, bound him to the, with bronze shackles, and he ground at the meal in the prison. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. The story of Samson and Delilah, where we're picking up, is at the end. The die has been cast, the trap has been sprung, and the Bible says when Delilah saw that he had told her his heart, she sent and called for the Lord of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. The Philistines came up to her and brought the money. Too often, beloved, many Christians in life when tragedy or all things go awry or do not go as we planned, there is this mindset that too often we blame the devil when the enemy is really the inner man. Think about Samson's life. Think about his calling, even his beginning. Samson's beginning was great. He had a great beginning. Many people have a great beginning in Christianity. We come into the kingdom with all sorts of issues and everything else. And God saves us, forgives us, begins to put us back together. We're saved, sanctified, get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Begin to see a purpose and a plan beginning to unfold for our lives. We have the stories, I remember when, looking at Samson's beginning, the angel of the Lord appeared to his, his mother and father. Indeed, you, we know you, now you are barren. You shall conceive and bear a son, Judges 13.3. Now, I don't know about you, but thinking about this, I don't know if there's ever been a gender reveal as, as epic as that. That an angel of God comes and says, you're going to have a boy. 
that's a gender reveal. That was a joke, but obviously I bombed it, and so I'm going to move on. And so, an angelic visit, his birth foretold. Think about these things. Abraham's son, Isaac, a visit of an angel. Samson, a visit of an angel. John the Baptist, a visit by an angel. Jesus, a visit by an angel. All of these are epic births. All of these foretold. All of these purposeful beginnings part of the plan of God. And honestly, beloved, whether we realize it or not, when we come into the kingdom, our beginning is similar. Amen. God saved us not just for us, but saved us for a purpose and a plan. A fruitful beginning. Samson's mother was barren. I, I find it so fascinating how barrenness is woven into the tapestry of God's life for men and women. Your life, amen, my life before salvation was empty. It was barren. It had no purpose. Amen. I was telling co-workers today, amen, that for me, outside of Christ, I went to college and I failed epically. Not ready for that responsibility. Not ready for that moment. Not ready, amen, for all of that freedom. And I literally shipwrecked my life. No purpose, no plan. My life had nothing. I going in no direction. And then Jesus, God took me from my barren and hopeless state. Many of us couldn't hold jobs couldn't pay bills, couldn't pay attention, couldn't manage finances, marriages, shipwrecked and tragic. But God interrupted our lives with Jesus. And so it is here, Manoah, his wife, barren, no hope for children. Amen. No hope for offspring or fruitfulness. And yet Jesus or the gospel, amen, God's purpose is woven and God takes in their barrenness. And out of that, Samson is born. He was to bring salvation. He was meant to help people. Honestly, beloved, so many Christians, I think sometimes we fail to realize how salvation salvaged us out of the refuse and wreckage of life. Our beginnings are beautiful often filled with tears and moments of gratitude and gratefulness and hope. Amen for the future. Psalms 107, 14. He brought me out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke the chains into pieces. God said, I will choose you and you can, and I can use you. And out of that, this is our beginning. This is our starting point. One of the things that blew me away. Amen. You mean to tell 
me, we raise up ministers and we raise up preachers. We train them in the local church. You don't have to have a college degree or be uber smart. God has a purpose for even people like me. Think about that. Here I am, amen, a, a man who, who just failed at school but found in Christ a hope and a beginning. But beloved, the call of God is not just about you and I. The call of God is about people and their need for deliverance. Samson, Psalms 13.5 He shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. All of this joy, all of this hope, all of this new beginning, all of this investment, all of this heavenly capital that is deposited into this family, into this man. Amen. Not just for his uh, his purpose, not just for him or his benefit, but also for this revelation, he shall be a deliverer for Israel. God's investment Ezekiel 2.3, And he said to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me, that they and their fathers have transgressed me to this day. One of the purposes of God is God salvages people, saves people, rehabilitates people, establishes people, and then He uses those people to go back and reach people who are in similar situations as ourselves. Our beginnings are glorious. God tells Paul, Acts 26, 16, but arise and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of things which you have seen and the things which I have yet to reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes to order, to order to in order to turn them from darkness to light, for the power of, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sin and inheritance among those who are sanctified by me by faith again and again. God reaches into the world. He re, he, he, calls barren and broken and broke down people. He salvages us out of the world, saves us, establishes us, and with the purpose and desire to send us back. But like Samson, destiny sometimes is derailed because of personal desire. And he came up and told his father and mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnah, the daughter of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me to wife. Judges 14.2 Samson is called to deliver. Birth announced by angels. Moved upon and moved on by the Spirit of God. I want you to listen to me. 
Samson's first words spoken in Scripture are these, I saw a woman. Like, no, pastor, that can't be. Yes. The first time he begins to speak, think about this, angelic announcement, Holy Ghost upon him from birth. Amen. Mother and father, mother, amen, refrained, kept herself holy and pure, ordained to be a deliverer. And out of all that, Samson grows up and he says, I saw this woman who has no affiliation with God or with the people of God. Hey, mom, dad, I want you to go get her for me to be my wife. This is not a story where the Bible says, and Satan withstood him. Hell combated him 40 days and 40 nights. No, Satan simply sat back and allowed and watched as Samson's personal desires, personal plans, and his lack of gratitude, appreciation, and gravity of the moment. He watched how all these things went to the wayside. And, and, and Samson gravitated to the gratification of his flesh. Why am I saying this? Is because, beloved, as we transition from 2022 to 2023, one of the things you and I have to be honest about, we have to be honest about, is there is a personal battle. And every one of us have them. And so our beginnings are not different than that of Samson. Our purpose is no different than that of Samson. Ephesians 2 says, We are His workmanship ordained since the foundations of the earth that God has purpose and plan for us. But if we're not careful, our personal Desires can shipwreck God's personal plan. I saw a woman. If you know the story, his parents, are there no women of the daughters of Israel that would please you? No, I want a sinner woman. I want that loose dress woman. I want that woman who throws it in the road. I want that woman who's going to abuse me, who's going to hurt me, who's not going to take care of me. I want that woman who's going to cause me pain and hurt. You're like, Pastor, you're being a little exaggerated. Am I? How many men and women overlook the man or the woman who is kind to them, nice to them, treats them with respect? Overlook them because they see a man or a woman. He said, I saw a woman. You have to know who the real enemy is. 
If you refuse the name and identity, and if you refuse to name and identify the real enemy, you will not have lasting victory. Jonah, prejudice. That's what he was, y'all. Saul, prideful. Balaam, money hungry. Wanted money, riches. Samson, he had a lustful eye. What do you mean, Pastor? It's amazing how we gravitate towards the forbidden. What did he see this woman doing? that inflamed his passions. The Bible doesn't say, but I seriously doubt it was cooking or washing clothes or serving. I mean, like, what did he see that came home and he interrupted the dinner? Mom, Dad, I saw a woman. I want you to go get her. Isn't it amazing how we are tempted by things that we know are forbidden? Think about this. How many times did Delilah, Delilah was a prostitute. Yes. She did all that. And before she gave him over, she got her bag. The Philistines all handed her a bag. Did you, do you hear what I'm saying? That he sold himself to a woman who did not value him. She valued money. And we say Delilah was a problem, but Delilah who was what she said she was. She is what her, her, her business card said. It's what her Instagram, Facebook page said. It was what her, what you call those private sites. She is what she is. She was a prostitute. And he lays his head in her lap and goes to sleep. He's literally sleeping on a guillotine. You're laughing, but I'm, I'm, but here what I'm saying is after we are hurt, we look at that person and we say, or we look at that incident, I can't believe this happened to me. What do you mean you can't believe? She's a prostitute. But I loved her. And she loved money more than you. Pastor, what are you saying? Beloved, she was counting her money when they gouged out his eyes. She felt no remorse. You're laughing, but the Bible is clearly... You, who's at fault here? Samson. I mean, dang. I mean, she did it to you three times. Where does your strength come from? Well, if you bind me with fresh grass weeds that have not dried, I'll be as every other man. But she does it. And then she says, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. 
you're laughing, but I'm being very, listen to me. It is amazing how we as people dance with the devil. And when we get burned, we don't realize who was at fault. There's this cute little game of cat and mouse that is now being played with destiny. I'm not asking for a show of hands, but have you ever played? Felt like your Christianity was being played like a little game of cat and mouse. I know a preacher, a minister, and it's scary to me. He had a church. He had a wife, he had daughters, he had calling, he had destiny. And he bumps into an old college girlfriend on social media. And she scalps him. He lost his marriage, he lost his ministry, he lost his church. He lost relationship with his children because he wanted to put his head in Delilah's lap. There's this innocence that is deadly that we think we can play with sin. No doubt it started off innocent. The Philistines are in your house. They're in your phone. No doubt this man's daily walk. Think about all the warning bells that had to be ignored and overlooked until finally he does not realize that the enemy has caused him to so severely damage his walk with God. He does not know the day God left. Samson's fall is devastating. There's three steps to defeat I want to look at quickly. The haircut. This is separating you from the Spirit of God moving in your life. So he, Samson, awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out before as other times and shake my, I will shake myself free, but did not know the Spirit of the Lord departed from him. 
You know what that tells me is we can get so comfortable with the things of God that they become a game, a show, or something we think we can turn on or turn off. As if we control this. No doubt, no more daily devotion, no more reading of God's Word, no more personal prayer. But notice, amen, when the enemy binds him, the enemy doesn't just, you know, put him in fetters. They put out his eyes. There's a loss of vision. Think about what Samson and this preacher that I was just talking about. There is no more vision. There is no vision that people are perishing that he sacrificed, he gave up all that. He did not see the value in, in holiness or, or in the will of God. No more desiring to see sinners saved. No more wanting to reach the world for Jesus. No longer is he saying, I'm available, has been replaced with I'm busy or I want that. They brought him down to Gaza. The enemy wants to use your life just like I'm using this minister's life as an advertisement against God. How many times, and it's sad to say, more times than we want to admit, have you been talking to someone and you heard these tragic words, I used to go to church, but this happened. Or I used to have faith in preachers or ministers or a congregation and this happened and i'm not saying that you know you and i are called to be perfect but isn't it amazing how the enemy loves to advertise the downfall of people who once had purpose that's why i'm telling you you and i we have to be honest one of the things that we have to realize is you know what I need to improve upon me. Listen to what Samson said. And Samson said to her, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dry, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Beloved, can I be honest with you? God doesn't want us to be like any other man. He doesn't want us weak. But the enemy does. And so what he's trying to do is he's trying to get us through personal desires or whatever it is for us to shipwreck our life. He wants to point fingers at you and at your life and tell other people, see, look, I told you it wasn't. Nevertheless, because of this, by this deed, you have given great opportunity to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. 2 Samuel 12, 14, 12, 14. I want to close with the, the grace of God. This grace is seen even in our text. It's always, it amazes me how God is so gracious to humanity. Adam and Eve, after their fall, God was gracious showed mercy. David, David's cry, God created me a clean heart. 
And beloved, it is here that you and I must find ourselves. It's even in our text. The Bible says, however, the hair of his head began to grow again. Something on the inside began to grow once again. Church, listen to me. We've got to stop blaming Delilah. The problem is not Delilah. The problem is not Daryl. The problem is not them and they. The problem is us. The real enemy is the inner me. The Bible says, then Samson did something he hadn't done in quite a while. And I want you to listen to me as I begin to close this message. Despite everything he had done, despite everything that had been done to him, I want you to listen to me. It wasn't the hair that moved God. It was Samson when he said, and Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord, remember me, I pray. And strengthen me, I pray, this one more time. The thief on the cross said, Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. In other words, the cry of Samson, the cry of the thief on the cross, and the heart's cry that should be in every man and woman who is a believer is, God, remember me. In other words, I know I'm not all that I should be or could be, but God, remember me. God, strengthen me again. Oh, beloved, what I'm saying is one of the heart's cries is as we look back over 2022, no doubt there may be ups and downs, failures and setbacks, things you may not be proud of, but there is always an opportunity on this side of eternity to say, God, remember me. What I love about God is God sometimes doesn't always give us the ending right then and there. But in Hebrews 11.32, this is New Testament, the Bible says that Samson is on in the great hall of faith. In other words, Samson got it right with God. And God says, you know what? I can use your life as an instrument of faith. Beloved, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. Amen. Yes, we have to deal sometimes with the fallout of bad decisions. But I'm telling you, God can visit us again. Amen. Whatever 2022 brought, amen, you can have hope for 2023. What will your end be? What will you, what will God use your life to point out? A man or a woman? who found me and allowed me to change them. And in the end, I was able to use them. Will your life be a man or a woman who left, who lost their life in the lap of a sinful desire? 
David said, God created me a clean heart. I want you to close your eyes, bow your heads with me. Sometimes, beloved, we got to stop blaming Delilah and be honest about where we are and understand we need to reach out to God and say, God, remember me. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. You're not right with God. There's sin in your life. God wants to help you tonight. Maybe you're watching this online. Maybe you haven't been to church in a long time. Maybe you know, you're watching this and, and going into 2023. Maybe it's already 2023. Right where you are right now in this moment, you can say, God, remember me. God, I'm sorry. God, help me. Lord, change me. I love how Samson said, God, strengthen me again. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you're not saved. Maybe you're not right with God. Maybe your life is riddled with sin and bad decisions. Right now, you can build an altar and ask God to come into your life. Ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. You can build an altar right here. Samson built an altar in the midst of being mocked by his enemy. He built an altar and God responded and heard him. I don't care what hell is whispering to you right now. You can build an altar and God will hear you. Maybe you're backslidden, amen. Maybe you've made decisions and your life is riddled with the consequences of those decisions. You can make an alt, build an altar right now and say, God, remember me. God can help you. That's you tonight. You're not saved. You're not right. Sin in your life, God speaking to you. Leave it in 2022. Make a decision tonight. That's you tonight. Will you lift your hand? Can I pray? Anyone at all? Not saved, backslidden. I want to speak to Christians. You and I can have more than a good beginning. We can have a great middle and a glorious end. But we need to be honest about who our real enemy is. Many times it's not the outer me, but it's the inner me. It's not the influences that come upon me, but how I process all that is transpiring in my life. Don't play games with sin. God's speaking to you tonight. I want to open these altars. I want to give you an opportunity to come. Let God minister to your life. Amen. These altars are open. Created me a clean heart. We're going to sing it out while these come and pray. Encourage you. Amen.
Build an altar right where you are. Come to the altar if you're online. Build an altar. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, help me. Strengthen me. God, give me revelation. Give me insight. God, help me to begin to deal with these, amen, desires and passions that I have that want to pull on me and pull me out of your purpose and your will. Could be relationships. Could be things you're watching. God, help us tonight. And renew a right spirit within me. Oh, and cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me, O Lord. Restore unto the joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Oh, one more time, cast me not away. Oh, and cast me not away from thy presence, O oh Lord. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me, O Lord. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And renew a right spirit within me. Amen.